Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Chens, all you Woos, all you Lees. I'm Oki. This is Veebs. We're in Los Angeles. This week, we will be bringing you that promised content, right? Original content. You're love welcome. These, I love these interviews. You have so many cool friends that I want to meet. I mean, share your friends, too. My friends aren't as cool. They're accountants and lawyers. Untrue. But anyways, this week we interviewed Arvin Chen. Uh, Arvin is a good friend, filmmaker, Taiwanese-American, but living in Taipei, Taiwan right now. He released two pretty big films in Taiwan. Are you saying he's famous in Asia? He's big in Asia? He's big in Asia. Um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to see his journey from, you know, being Asian American and then making that transition to Asia and creating your art there and what the differences are or the difficulties or the pros and cons, basically, and what his next steps are to potentially break into the Western market again. Back in the U.S., I kind of yeah. had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, that's the dream, right? To be famous in Asia and in America. Global baby. I don't think, I think only white, white people can be famous in both continents. Whoa, dude. No. Really? Asian Chow people can? Oh, yeah. Michelle Yeoh? Yep. God. Jackie Chan? Yep. Jet You're Lee? right. You're right. Get out of here. Welcome back, Yellow Parlors, to another interview. This week, we have a very special guest, Arvin Chen, all the way from Taipei, Taiwan. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. Um, so you're in town for a little bit. Let me I just give out. some background on Arvin. Arvin's an amazing filmmaker, uh, feature filmmaker, music video director, commercial director, um, originally from the Bay Area. Originally from the Bay Area. That's but right. now living in Taipei. I'll be in Taipei and working... Yeah. Mostly in like China these days, but like Taipei, oh, really? China, yeah. Right. Taiwan, um, China, whatever. Why don't we just first start with the first two films you did in Taipei? Because that seems to me at least like defined your upward career. <laughs> Those are also my only two films, by the way. But Well, but you had a short film, May, which right, is actually right. how that, I, that's true. I that's heard true. of you yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. we were, I was working on a film, and we were looking for cinematographers. Somebody submitted that film to us. Right. And, right. I'm like, Got it. and then I met you later. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. You made May, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but, yeah, so uh, au revoir. Taipei. Taipei. And will you, see, will you still love me tomorrow? Yeah. Great movies. Highly recommend. Uh, if anyone has not seen it. But coming from the U.S. and then moving to Taipei, was that your goal? Was that your goal? Like, oh, I'm going to make a movie and I'm going to make it a Taiwanese-Chinese movie. It was my, I mean, it was my goal, like, in steps, right? Mm -hmm. So my goal, like, when I went to film school, whenever I wanted to become a filmmaker, right. it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to become a Taiwanese filmmaker or I'm trying to, like become like an Asian filmmaker. It was like, oh, I just want to make movies somehow. Sure. Which, you know, is hard, right? Absolutely. But, I mean, in a, in, a, in a weird way, like, the path that was, like, easiest, I mean, all paths suck, but, like, for some reason, the easiest or, like, the one that was, like, most natural became doing it in Asia, hmm. and specifically in Taiwan at the time. I mean, I was thinking about, like, why I, would, why I made May, 
So I had worked in Taiwan like before film school for like a filmmaker named Edward Yang, a Taiwanese right. filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So that was like, e. yeah, who did E exactly? E yeah. and uh, like Brighter Summer Day, like one of like the big Taiwanese new wave guys, yeah. right? Amazing. Um, so I worked for him, and that was also just because like random because like I got offered a job and I wanted to live out overseas. So, but then that like that experience because like twenty two at the time, so it stuck with me like the idea of like you know oh yeah like there's something interesting or like you know I mean obviously you've lived in Taipei. There's something that was, like, always in the back of my mind, like, it would be so cool to come back and shoot the city. Yeah. Right? But then I didn't have any plan. I didn't have, any, like, a, like, a master plan or whatever. So I, I was in the U.S., uh, going to film school in L.A. at USC, and I worked on a bunch of films, like, my own films. My Like, you work on the films of, like, the people older than you, like, like right. as a crew, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, shooting in L.A. was, like, the most soul-crushing. I mean, just imagine you're broke, <laughs> you're a film student. Like, L.A. is, like, a city where everyone's a filmmaker, right? Like, real filmmakers, yeah. right? And you go to film school here... You go to, like, ask someone, like, you see, like, a quaint bookstore, like, right. in Glendale or something, and you're like, oh, it would be awesome to shoot this bookstore. And you, like, go talk to the guy, and he's like, okay, we usually charge $5,000 a day, you know, $10,000 on weekends. Like, everyone's super savvy about filmmaking, so you feel like you're totally not special. And and you just feel like, like, why am I even, why am I working in this town as, like, a broke film student? Like, why, why would I shoot something here when, like... And it's, like small fish huge enormous biggest exactly ever. right like you right. like you know everyone i mean it's, they say it's a cliche but it's true you go to like a cafe in like silver lake everyone's got final draft on their laptops all the waitresses <laughs> yeah. are like cute blonde like aspiring actresses so yep. it's so it just felt like uh what am i what, what am i what do i have to add to this stupid place you know like right um i mean literally they're like i remember we would be shooting like a student film i don't know, downtown la or something like across the street there were like another student film shooting she's like What's the point? <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, so so the only way I thought, like, okay, I could maybe separate myself without spending tons of money, because there are the people who do that, too, who, like, try to make their short films, like, you know, studio quality or whatever, like, commercial quality, and you end up blowing, like, you know, a lot of money doing that, right? right. So, and I didn't have that either. So I was like, well, the only thing I have, like, the only advantage I have is that, like, I know Taipei, kind of. Yeah. And that I... And I, you speak, and I speak enough language. Mandarin. And, right. Yeah. At that time, I spoke enough Mandarin that, like, I could shoot something there. I knew, I knew it wouldn't cost a lot because like the production value would just be the fact that like you're in Asia and everyone's mm-hmm. speaking Chinese. So that, that was why like I started shooting in Taipei. It was literally like out of necessity and just realizing like I couldn't make a sh- interesting short in LA. And I tried, I'd made like, you know, some short films in LA and they sucked. So right. yeah, and they sucked because like, I doubt that, but I mean, I doubt they sucked, right. but I mean, May is amazing. Um, and well, it, it won a it won a it won, bear it won a silver like a short film the yeah. silver bear yeah uh, silver for short bear. films yeah that's amazing yeah so it's it lucky but it wasn't like planned again it was like like had you asked me if I would have shot in Taipei when I started film school I'm like no why I'm in L A like I, <laughs> these are dreams are made or whatever right, 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 right. Taipei but anyways yeah so were, that's you, how it were out. you born in the Bay and then no, I was born in the East Coast but I okay I, I grew up in Northern California I basically spent zero time like on the East Coast right. so. So going back to Taipei, when did you first go back to Taipei? Was it to work for uh, Yang? That's the first it... time I ever like lived in Taipei. Sure. So I went there, you know, um, just I'm the same as you, like, you know, I had parents from right. Taiwan, so I'd, I had grandparents living there, so mm-hmm. I'd go back like for like a week or two in the summer, but that doesn't really count, you know, it's like, you go eat like a couple meals or something, like whatever, and... buy some toys, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 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 So I, I didn't really live there until after college. Yeah. <clears throat> But you saw the night markets then, or yeah, was it yeah. When so you I saw were... the night markets then. Like I, um, you know, I was young. I would party more. <laughs> like, like I could still eat street food for like a, a meal. You know, right? In terms of, like I could still like just like subsist on street food. So it was like really exciting time to be in Asia. This like two thousand one, two thousand two. So when and when did you move there? Is that when you moved there? Uh, so yeah, I lived yeah. there. 
I, I think I, I worked for like a dot com for a little, little while, like in the early really? 2000s. Really? Yeah. It's like, in Taipei? No, 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 no. In San Francisco. Yeah, sorry. So I graduated college and I worked right. for like a dot com for like a little while while I was applying to film school. Right. And then during the process of applying to film school, I met Edward Yang. And he was like, don't go to film school. Um, just just come work in Taipei. So I then lived in Taipei for like two years. Nice. And then I went back to film school after that. Was he, what, what, why he, did you not follow his advice? Well, so his whole, he like, he, he was kind of tricked me because like I want to work on a movie. So I'd never been on a set in my life. Right. right? I made like, like some, I want to make a movie. I made like one or two like terrible short films in college. Like, sure. Like, terrible. And you were in architecture school. I was before, architecture major, yeah, right? Yeah. So I made like a John Woo homage movie. It's terrible. Oh, Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like just it's like all my friends were like Asian American guys and like suits shooting each other. Right. And that's kinda like besides was that before you knew of uh Edward Yang's movies or was that I think it was before, yeah. yeah because I mean you're like, this is all I know. Right, right. Like <laughs> yeah. my, my idea of like Asian cinema was like like probably what you grew up with like Hong Kong, like action cinema yeah. and like Jackie Chan movies, whatever. Right. It wasn't like art house new wave Taiwanese filmmaking. Right. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, so I didn't he was like, don't go to film school. I was like, okay. He's like, you know, you can work with me on a movie. I'm going to shoot another movie mm-hmm. after you. He's like, I'm going to shoot another movie. You like, can learn on set. That's how I learned. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like awesome. He's like, don't don't waste your money with film school. Don't, like, yeah. don't waste all your money. Very so cool like, opportunity. But then I went there and didn't make a movie. <laughs> like, he was working on animation. He got really into animation at the time. Oh, son of a... So I was like, working really? on Yeah, I mean, he, his plan was to make another movie. But like right. at the time, he got really into animation. Like, really into animation. Did he make that movie? He didn't. I mean, he got sick and all these, you know, he passed oh. away like a few years later. Well, not right. few, like 10 years later, but. but so you didn't learn anything. I learned a lot about animation. <laughs> I learned how to use Flash. Editing. Remember like that was when Flash production. was super hot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I learned how to use Flash. That's so funny. Like I learned how to make like, you know, symbols and keyframes. Because right. I mean, I remember reading about, I'm like, why did he go back to, I mean, it's fine if you go back to film school, right, but right. it's just funny, like, I thought you would have learned a lot from this guy, and that's where you I, I did learn a lot, like, about the creative process, but I literally sure. never stepped foot on a set once when that's I was so in funny. Taiwan. So, okay. so I, I I told him, I was like, hey, like, I I really, this experience was awesome, <laughs> I wish I could come back to work for you, but I think I probably need to go to, like, make a movie, I need to be on a set, or I can yeah. do something, because I haven't done anything. Yeah. Except- I mean, I'm impressed that you weren't, like, disheartened to, like, you're like, I still want to make a mo- movie. Right. Well, it was like oh, I hadn't made anything, right? So yeah. it was like, I, I, and then working from was cool. I mean, he, you know, creatively, right? Still it was interesting, inspiring. right? Still inspiring. Cool. Just no actual like filmmaking experience, right? So, yeah. Right. So then after May, what made you decide like to go back to Taipei? Just what, like you made May. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm totally gonna. No. So so again, uh, I had an idea that I might make like an another. Well, everyone wants to make a feature, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea was that, okay, well, now I made this short, and then I'll start writing a feature, but I didn't have any feature ideas. Like, that's one one thing. I don't even can blame it on USC. You can blame it on me, like, as a USC student at the time. Like, sure. I just I didn't write a feature. Like, they should. that's something that you sh- everyone should be doing, but they don't yeah. tell you to really do that. Like, you're so busy with, like, making short films and... Production. Production, go, taking yeah. film history. It really takes a lot of time to write a feature. So, sure. so I didn't have any feature ideas. I didn't, like, have really anything... Really, <laughs> and I, I I was lucky. I met up. Um, I met some producers. You know, like being like my short film being in film festivals, and one of them ended up being my producer on my first movie. Oh, one nice. of the producers, and she was like, just she was like, it it's like it makes so much sense to me just to extend this short hmm. because it's set in Taiwan. Like you're known for this short. Like it. What what are you, what are you gonna do? Make a Taiwanese film and then come back and like write an American feature? You know, right? Like like people would they can't connect the two, right? She's hmm. like the thing is it doesn't have to be the exact same movie, but 
you should do something in like the the space or like the milieu of your your short film because that's all you have, right? Like you don't have any credit. You, all you have is a short film. And if people like that, then at least you can say like, well, if you liked my short film, my feature is going to be like my short film, but better or longer, right. which, which made sense. So I started writing around like the idea of my, my short film, but that took me like a long time. Hmm. Yeah, because I hadn't written in feature. So, and then my short film is like, you know, it's like kind of moody, romantic. Like, so I tried to make that into a whatever 90 minute movie or 90 minute script and like I couldn't because it didn't it couldn't sustain it <laughs> so that like I, my first couple drafts like were this like moody like saying Wong Kar Wai ripoff uh-huh. it, it didn't work and then uh-huh. so I was like well I have to change it around so I ended up like adding gangsters and like comedy and like so so it became Which something else yeah. so it's actually very very <clears throat> loosely based on my short what it ended up being but, right yeah, yeah. but then what this producer was like write the script I'm totally gonna get you like this is good to go or... Well, she was, I mean, she was, like, super supportive. She was, like, listen, she, you know, she had made movies. So she used to work for, eventually, who became my executive producer on the movie, Ben Bender, is, like, the German filmmaker. Wow. So she had worked for, I think she was either working for or had just been working for Ben Bender for, like, 10 years. That's amazing. So she knew how to make independent films, right? Yeah. So she knew, So she knew about, like, financing and all this stuff. So she was, like, <clears throat> you know, we'll, we'll take it out to, like, film markets, you know, like, as, a, like, a project. Uh, and can I, Was she Taiwanese? Was she Asian? So this she... is, she was Asian, but... Uh-huh randomly uh she is korean like huh. ethnically korean sure but grew up in germany okay wow. and, but lived in la at the time okay yeah so so she was like <laughs> actually besides the, not being from taiwan she was like like almost like the perfect producer because she you know i'm, I'm western still right so she had like the western sensibilities but she had worked right. in asia and then right. she had like 10 years of experience like in like the art house world so hmm. she was like you know we'll try to figure out a way to get this movie made um just write the script and do all this stuff and mm-hmm. you know yeah huh interesting yeah so and so then it, and then it happened and then it happened like you know two or three years later but, <laughs> but yeah so it's like a year I'm, of writing I'm, I'm, I'm just always impressed that you you made a feature film pretty quick out of the gates no I got lucky like there's yeah. people who you know don't, obviously a lot of people just don't make feature films because yeah. it's tough it's really tough yeah. it's a lot of luck yeah and uh and then there's people who take like a long time to make a feature mm-hmm. film and I was relatively lucky it took me yeah. probably from when I graduated to like when the film came out, maybe t- three years. That's insane. It was a painful three years, but yeah, that's I can still, imagine. That's super yeah. lucky. Yeah. I can only imagine, yeah. but that's pretty amazing. And then, shortly after, you went into writing and production and making the next movie. Right. Although even that took like probably two or three years between that. That's not that long. It's not that long, but like <laughs> For now an it's independent been like filmmaker. Right. Right. It could be yeah. worse. It could be worse. Yeah. I mean, did you ever, in between that time, where you're like, oh, I should, what if I tried, to, you know, I've got the experience under my belt. Right. Why not go back and try to sell something in the States? Or was it just like, I've I got had, something I had thought going about it, here. but, you know, like some. I mean, we both love Taipei. Right. And, and like, Taiwan, I had another. So I totally another get producer, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Another producer I really respected. She was like, you know, that was my goal originally. It was like, I'm going to make one movie in, in Asia and then try to start a career in, like, in Hollywood. Yeah, right? I mean, because again, right. uh, Au Revoir Taipei won a lot of awards. Yeah, it did, it did okay, yeah. 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 But, but she, another producer friend of mine was like, why would you do that? She's like, who, like you finally made like a name for yourself you know, in Asia. Yeah. She's like, why would you now like start from scratch? Which is which is kind of true. True, sure. She's like, um, so so I made a second movie in, in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but even that, like in between those, you know, like I had... I wrote a whole nother script that couldn't get financed. I had to you know, shoot commercials and teach and do all this stuff in between because, you know, with like that's, independent films, you can't, life. you can't, <laughs> you can't life really sustain yourself on independent Taiwanese films. Right. 
alone. alone. But I'm yeah. sure, I mean, you probably got tons of offers and just, I mean, how many things? Look, this is the thing. Right. I think we can both agree that Asian cinema, obviously, culturally, stylistically, is pretty different. Right. And I'm always curious, are you like, okay, I'm definitely tuning my films to be towards that audience more so than, and you know the difference of how you might have tuned the script and direction. That's, that's an interesting question because like... Yeah, for a Western audience. For, okay, for good or for bad, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really try to shoot them like like Asian films. I mean... I, Despite you know, try, the cast. And right, the, right. The, I mean, like, try to make right. them like as yeah. authentic as I, I can, but I don't try to like emulate like a Taiwanese film or like, sure. or like a, you know... Thankfully. Because I, I can't, right? right? But then, you know, there are people who like that. Like, they're like, oh, it's cool. Like, my first movie feels like like a French New Wave ripoff set in Taiwan, both Taiwanese characters. My second one feels like, I don't know, maybe like a, like a 50s, like, musical movie, like, you know, but set in Taiwan. And there's people who just hate it. Like, they're like, I guess so much shit. Like, people are like, this is not a Taiwanese film, especially in Taiwan. Sure. Which, which is fine. You know, it's like, it's totally, uh, it's so justified. I mean, like, there are people who are like, you know, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Right. But right. that's just like any artist that does something different and everybody's like i don't get it yeah yeah i mean like right. er, really early on i decided like cause after my first movie people like there are people who are like this is stupid like what are you doing like like critics like taiwanese critics were like like a stupid <laughs> idiot really? kid yeah i mean that people were like this doesn't this is not a taiwanese film it feels like you know a taiwanese american film right right but like they don't care about taiwanese american film right well anyways sure. but i decided like <laughs> okay, like what yeah. am i gonna do like I, I can't emulate like I can't like fake it right. All I can do is like oh you know I, I like the, I like these movies like these kind of like the style of shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to make like a f- convince people that this is like I don't even know what like a Taiwanese film is. I mean it has a certain style of course like a pretty much certain. Yeah, I mean from what I've seen, in terms of films from Asia, I think a the romance and the comedy those types of films stylistically bend towards more like. The comedy is a little more, you yeah, know, maybe slapstick, like, right, right, a little, slightly. We would say like yeah. a little bit more broad or like a little bit more, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the romance and the acting can be a little over the top or melodramatic or yeah, right. a, a little overacted or sappy, right? You know, right. But I think, yeah, I think you definitely brought a sensibility that's different, right? But that's interesting that the audience. I mean, was there a Taiwan? There was still a big Taiwanese audience. Yeah, no, people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. Like people, you know, there are people who like it for like Taiwanese for sure. Mm-hmm. There are people who don't like it for Taiwanese for sure, but. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really matter? Like, I can't I can't make it for the Taiwanese people that don't like it just so they'll try to like it. Right, you know? it's so, your movie. Yeah, so all I can do is like <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, try to have it not suck to me or mm-hmm. to like the people that I like my friends. Right. You know, that's all you can really do. I guess that's the benefit, at least, of not working, especially in L.A. or Hollywood. Right. Where you're not like, there's a producer telling you. Right. Right. Oh well, we tested it, and you need to do this. Yeah, so I'm lucky in that respect. I'm struggling with it now because my next movie may be more on the commercial side or like whatever, bigger, slightly bigger budget. It's okay. And that's something that you have to deal with. But yeah. but for now, like yeah, I've been lucky. Like my producers have been super supportive. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any of that. Like right. Yeah. And then before we talk about your next project, though, what was so? Um, the last film, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? It, the story revolves around a character that's a closeted gay man that's married in Taipei right. or in Taiwan. Right. But then I found it interesting 
that obviously that film was not released in China. Was Au Revoir Taipei released in China? Au Revoir Taipei uh, was not, well, it wasn't released in China just because at the time Taiwanese films couldn't get into China. Okay. We Will Still Be Tomorrow actually could have gotten into China and someone wanted to, like there was a distributor that wanted to buy it for China, hmm. but it couldn't get past censorship. Because of the gay LGBT. Char- yeah, the gay, gay characters. And it wasn't, like, strangely enough, like the movie, the, the main character is like struggling with, like, you know, like you were saying, he's closeted, but he, he wants to come out again, like, you right. know, in like having, having like a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, like from what we heard from the censors, that wasn't the issue because they were like, okay, we can deal with like a like a guy having like these, you know, like feelings. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was like the su- subplot with like all the other gay characters that they thought like was like too, it's just gay, just too too gay. Like it was like like too too gay, too normalized. Wow. Like you know what I mean? Like too normalized. They were like like it feels like it's so acceptable, you know? So wow. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's another great thing about working in Taiwan is it is sort of yeah. less conservative. I mean, there's still many conservative Right, right. Asia is conservative in general, but yeah. Taiwan has no censorship. They don't yeah. have, like, this isn't really thing you can't film, really. Really? Yeah, huh. I mean, you can, like, because there's, like, the equivalent of, I mean, my mind like, went to awful places, but yeah, I get yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's, like, the equivalent of, like, a, like a rate, X rating, I think. There's like a cool like NC-17 in Taiwan. There is. Because the thing about China right now, at least, there's no rating system, right? It's hmm. just that one, like, there's only it's one like, rating. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 that's, that's all <laughs> there is, right? So so if you imagine, like, any movie that ha- a five-year-old can see, mm-hmm. it, like, has to be, like, a movie, like, that a five-year-old could see and, like, a 65-year-old or whatever. So so it, basically everything is, like, GPG. Maybe, like, a soft right. PG. I, I mean... Yeah. Occasionally hard PG, I don't know. But it's Taiwan like, is like But Taiwan does go from like, you know, kids' movies to like yeah. the PG to like PG thirteen up R- to like the horror. version of X or whatever. Wow. But yeah. Or maybe like NC seventeen, whatever. So yeah. is that your next movie? Is it X? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Push the limits. Nice. Um and then just to touch on this briefly, we're both obviously not obviously, but we're cisgender, straight, hetero men. Right. But I, was there a reaction when uh, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, when it came out? What was the LGBT community, like in Taiwan, right. in the U.S.? Was there, like, I, I, I think it's a great story, but again, like, I only know a certain amount. and I think I had heard, like, well, again, like, I, I heard, heard some, things. There right. was my, a, a minor controversy. Right, I heard, like, some people were like, oh, like, it's like, because it's a, it's a pretty optimistic take on, like, that story, sure. I think. So some people were like, oh, it's too, like, you know, just like musical sequences it. in it. Yeah, too lighthearted. Sure. There's some people that said, like, oh, you know, like, they like that it was this done in a way which is, like, not normally how LGBT stories are done in Taiwan, which probably a little darker, a little bit more, like, real, a little heavier, right? In a way. Yeah, so. I mean, there's still fantastical things happening, the way right. you shoot it and the story. Right. But, yeah, yeah. So, so it was, you know, again, like, you can't win, right? Because I, that's all I can do. I can't really, like, emulate like another LGBT I can't be like oh you know like that's I want to feel like that to be more like hardcore or authentic Mm because like to me like this was just the only way I could tell the story so Mm -hmm. I think some people liked it some people didn't like it Mm -hmm. Uh, or I guess some people thought it wasn't like their approved way to tell that kind of a story sure Um, I had heard like some critics say like how can you make because you know it's still comedy right so some people are like how can you make light of this kind of a situation but to me like I don't know. I mean, it's because there's comedy in life. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like to yeah. me, there's like, you know, there are some people who are like, you know, like the first time that the two of the main gay characters meet, like, 
I shot it like very like like a musical, right? Like it's like almost like a fantasy sequence. And they were like, right. why is it so cute? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I thought it would be, like, that might feel cute. Like, yeah. What? Like, yeah. Why not? Why not? So, yeah. <laughs> you can't win, but. Yeah, yeah that's just how it is. I mean, but I feel like there's, I mean, the community in Taiwan, though, must have been like, cool. Like, this is cool to see more characters in the story like this, though. I, overall, I think. I think so. A, I think I feel like there's a right. big LGBT community in Taipei. Well, yeah, Taipei's. The more I go back, I'm just like, oh. No, Taipei's and awesome. Like, oh. Taipei's super gay. I mean, like, marriage is, gay marriage is probably going to, you know, pass, right? right? And I'm right. already on its way to passing, so, right. yeah. For Asia, it's like, um, Taiwan is super progressive and mm-hmm. super liberal for yeah. Asia. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a, it's a gay party circuit. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a lot of gay bars, gay clubs, like, doing research at the time. So, yeah, it's like, you know, people from all over Asia come to Taipei to... To party, so yeah. it's it's cool. I mean, straight or gay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's totally it's a cool. fun city. Yeah. yeah, it's fun city for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Taipei is for everyone. Yeah, it really is. It really is, except for Byron. <laughs> no, it's it's for them too. Yeah, like, definitely. We can get into that. Every city is for every city is for Byron. Yeah. Like every city welcomes Byron Was with there open a arms. Byron, we're talking about white people. If you didn't know. Um, in any of your films. Not really, huh? Uh, I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> not, well, there isn't. Right. There that's isn't. Fine. Uh, I was just That's curious. an interesting thing. That's I a mean, weird fact. That's right. all I, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess they w- wouldn't naturally be in my movies, yeah. right? But, yeah, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Unless they were some drunk asshole that, like, got in a fight outside of the club. And, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, think, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> not intentionally, just... Yeah, I mean, this is funny because I've heard people, white people in Asia complain how there's not enough white representation in Asian entertainment. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> That's, who says that? Yeah. Yeah, who, who said that? That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. I mean, like, yeah. Well, there's white people in the community. I'm like, yeah, but we're telling. If it looks a story about expats or like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, finance bros in Hong Kong. Yeah, fine. Like, Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But being an expat in a way, right? Right. But, or returning, like, well, what's the difference? Are we allowed, to, we're not considered expats because our home, our ancestry is there, right? I, th- I think, I, I mean, if, in theory, what right? What do you think of you, yourself, right? You know? I, I guess an expat only because, like, if you're from... You're the, American. You're American. Although I now have, do you have Tony citizenship? I do not. So I have dual, whatever, dual you, citizenship. As you deserve, yes. Right, so... <laughs> And it's, you'll just you get it because your Wait, is parents. Is that why you just it. got married? No, I'm kidding. She's way around. She wants American passport. She doesn't. She doesn't want American passport. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. No, no one wants an American passport anymore. It's fine. Yeah. It's worthless. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, but no. Um, hmm. Uh, I mean, how do? Yeah. How do you think of yourself? Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, like I, I didn't have. I mean, I still don't have that many expat friends in Taiwan. Hmm. So I never consider myself an expat because, like, you feel like an expat is, like, you have, like, a circle of expat friends. Sure. Like, like, the, like, the stereotypical expat, right? Like, imagine, like, like my, my cousin in, in Beijing who's an expat. Like, you know, all his friends are, like, journalists and, like, some work at the embassy. That's like, very expat, like, teachers, right? Right. I, I actually just, like, I knew you, <laughs> Sean Mark Lee. That's uh, about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't have that. I mean, also in like right, you knew the cool expats, right? right, right. <laughs> but also just like you, you had you knew that like all expat friends, a lot of like talent local friends, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course, but also like film in Taiwan is not expat heavy industry. 
Like, yeah, there there are say. no other Asian Americans that I know of. Yeah. Working like filmmaking, right? Right. There's a lot of Asian American celebrities, like singers, actors, like like Wang Hong and mm-hmm. whatever. But there aren't that many people really making movies. Like I didn't meet that many. I mean, there's probably some now, but when I first moved back, like yeah, like I couldn't. Like, who would be friends with me? Like. <laughs> what do you mean? That'd be like in the film, like there's no Americans or expats hanging out in the film world, right? Like so, right, right. So in gotcha. my immediate circle, like I don't have that many friends or Americans or whatever. <laughs> Got it. But you may do, right? And you're doing great. That's fine. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, that's the point of going to another country, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if, for someone to go to another country and then. Make two feature films. Right. Not everybody does that, Arvin. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty amazing. That's rare. I had a lot of help. And unique. But, yeah. yeah. Totally. But, but it's cool. I, mean, I love working on Taiwanese. It's like, I, yeah. you know, like, I, it's fun. It's fun. It's yeah. fun to, like, you know, Taiwanese people are super cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun to shoot in Taiwan. It's fun to work with, like, those crews. It's fun to work with the actors. Yeah. yeah. What was it like working? I mean, because you worked with some really big actors. Like the two from uh, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow were big pop, pop stars. Singers? Pop stars, yeah. yeah. Um, they're cool. I mean, like again, like I haven't made a movie yet or or done anything yet um, where I've worked with like a difficult actor. That's good. I, mean, I think most. I think in general, like from my mm-hmm. interaction with like whatever stars, pop stars, actors mm-hmm. that I've worked with, whether it's on commercials or feature, whatever music videos. Mm-hmm. Townies like celebrities or whatever, they're super down to earth, right? I haven't met like an asshole yet. Not yet. Ever like a diva mm. or whatever. They're all been pretty cool. So That's like across cool. the board. So huh. um I mean it could be because town's a small place, but I mean they're still famous, right? They're still like Yeah. So and Well, I read something in an article where you said like you had to get them accustomed to like normal dating and like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the improv of <laughs> Right, right. There's stuff like that, like like uh uh one of the actors in my last movie, Richie Ren, like mm-hmm. he He's never written the subway. Ever. <laughs> no, because there's a scene on a subway, and we were like... He's like, this is a, this is a yo-yo <laughs> card. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but even funny, like, he, we were, like, on the subway, and he was like, wow, there's a subway stop right by my house. Even though there's a subway stop by his house. I mean, you know, his celebrity. Like, what are you going to do? Like, in That's Asia, so also, Asian celebrities, I feel like, are much more um, isolated. You know, like, they don't really go out in public. It's like an Asian thing, right? It's like in America, like, you're in New York, you see people all the time. Well, you gotta go ca- do your normal shit. Yeah, they don't care, right? Yeah. It's kind of like part of the American thing. It's like, I'm, I'm so, like, I don't I'm care. normal. I'm normal LA, whatever, yeah. the hand in cafe. But I feel like in Asia, there's more stigma of, like, hmm. they have to, like, like, if they go out in public, they wear sunglasses and, like, a surgical mask. Or right. they have to, like, you know, they don't like taking public transportation. You know. Huh. Yeah. Strange. I mean, I don't think it's because they're they they feel like oh I don't want to interact with like you know normal people. I think it's like just a weird Asian cultural thing, which is like celebrities are a little bit more sequestered. Or... Interesting. Yeah. Weird. I wonder why that is. Um, well, let's talk about your next project. Is that why you're in LA right now? Yeah, I'm in okay. LA trying to figure out a couple of things. <clears throat> one of which is a possible TV show. Yeah. Um, set. I can't talk too much about it yet. Because I was going to say, just talk about what you can talk about. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's then... it's the idea is like what I've been doing so far. Um, I'm working with my writer friend, Ken, mm-hmm. um, who's like basically it's kind of his his idea. And then I'm with co-creators on like the overall show. Cool. But yeah, like the idea is like, you know, it's going to be a show set in Asia that's very international and like doing something we're both kind of interested in, which is like, like a multilingual show, like multicultural show, but, you know, authentic to Asia and also global at the same time. So. 
it's a you know it's it's what I'm interested in anyways. I don't think I could do any project not peripherally involved in Asia. So this is like a pretty cool thing to try to get off the ground and then and then I've you know some like Chinese movies that I've been working on like mainland Chinese movies which are a little bit bigger in budget. So cool. stuff like that you know that I'm still in the uh, hammering away. Yeah, at. hammering away for I've been hammering away for a long time. Yeah, I feel like it's, you it was talked about a Chinese script. A while ago. Yeah, it's, it's probably the same. I mean, there's like two projects that I'm trying to do in China, yeah. right? Um, one of them was for a studio. The other one's like kind of a pseudo studio. Okay. They're just more complicated parts. China's a much more difficult. Like Taiwan's movies are small scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get them done, right? You can like kind of control like the timeline and how they get made. China's just, it's like Hollywood, I think, but like hmm. crazier. <laughs> so it's like all <laughs> over the place. Like you don't know, like things fall through, actors fall through, whatever falls through. Like, you know, government suddenly shuts down for like a... So it's like production has to slow down like now and you know is that what the problem has been it's not like oh the script has changed because well, no. this is well that too but this, like so. i always see it's a combination of all those things like china's trickier so like mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to i still want to keep making taiwanese movies i, w- I want to eventually make american movies but right now i'm trying to figure out how to do a chinese movie just to see what it's like and absolutely yeah i mean it's a great market yeah it's a big market um yeah. It's, I shouldn't say great. It's a big market. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are good Chinese films, but like, I mean, it's no surprise right. to anyone. Like, the, the majority of commercial Chinese films are not awesome. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, did you see Great Wall? I saw parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're like, not, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean this, and that's that's one of many of these commercial films. Like, I think there are awesome Chinese films, and like. The ones that I like more are like kind of the, on the ones that usually get like banned <laughs> or like. I was gonna say, how do you make? I mean, it's it's interesting to be an artist when you have those constraints, right? Where, you know, let's say you had to follow all these rules that China imposes on right. releasing a movie. Right. Cool. That's a challenge. Maybe you can still make a great movie, but right. there's I'm sure so many movies that don't conform to the rules that they have. Right. Right. There's like the but ones that I really like are like the. Again, like the indie ones that necessarily aren't distributed, but they mm-hmm. go to festivals. So, like last year, two years ago, there's one called Kylie Blues. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called End of Summer. That's awesome. And they're like really small, like, you know, almost like micro-budget films. But those are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the big commercial ones, um, I mean, they do really well. But like, not for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. But that's what you're trying to do next? Uh. Well, I'm trying to not. Where not, are you? Not, not at that scale. I'm still of... trying to like do a movie that I won't hate, right? But within that system, maybe not not to the scale of those movies, but like you know, trying to do something like I mean, there's two things. And one is the censorship issue, right? Like there's genres you can't touch. There's subjects you can't touch, right? Sure. This and like obviously the rating system problem. The second issue is just like, um, the, kind of the overall Chinese audience appetite for commercial cinema is more broad. It it hasn't been like it's kind of like the fifties in in uh, the U.S. Like all you had were studio films, right, with like the same couple stars over and over again, right. and that makes sense because China's film market has been around for like maybe like a decade, right? So it makes sense that it's not as nuanced as the American film market. Like you don't have like the equivalent of like Sony Pictures Classic or like Annapurna or like A twenty four, like these like boutique, right. you know, like you don't have that kind of market yet. So like it's just all studio films, right? But it's, it'll get better hopefully. The censorship issue Starting is with you. a bigger issue. Perhaps. Well. Fingers crossed. Well, that okay, let's talk about the TV show that we can barely talk about. Right. Where, um, you know, being an Asian American, are you only interested now in telling stories about Asia? 
Asians? Or okay. you, sorry, yeah. You know um, what I mean? Or are you still I know like, what you mean. are you still trying to like, man, I really have this story in me. Right, right. And I, I know like, you know, anybody can tell a story and we all relate to it in a different way where, you know, if I'm Asian American, I can tell a story about just someone like not belonging or being right, different. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, like this show touches on, I think, both, which is why I was so interested about it. Like when my cool. friend pitched it to me because it touches on, on both, right? And he's like, Asian American as He's well. Asian American, yeah. 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 Um, so it's an organic way to like, you know, because also... The thing that we've been noticing is that it used to be like we were kids, mm-hmm. like Asian America and Asia were really two separate things. But now you go to like whatever, Hong Kong, Taipei, Seoul, mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of Asian Americans there, oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. right? And there, a lot of them are intermingled with locals and <clears throat> with. So I think like that, that kind of like maybe it's the internet, maybe it's just whatever. But like that, 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 I like, think it's time. It's almost like the generations have like, they all left and right. they gave us a better life. The right. better life is I can choose where I want to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, in a way, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So like, it also, you know, when we were little kids, <clears throat> Asia wasn't cool. Maybe like, maybe Japanese culture was cool because that's always been like a thing. Right. right. But, but like Asia <laughs> in general wasn't cool when we were kids. Now it's cool. Like it's, it's not unheard of for someone to be like, okay, well now I want to go back to Asia for a couple of years because. It's cool. Like mm-hmm. the food is cool, the culture is cool, like whatever, right? The culture, just not the people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> people are cool. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah. It's Korean just, guys are cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Taiwanese girls are cool. Taiwan. All Asian girls are. Yeah. Anyways. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it feels like there's less of like a divide now. So, hmm. right. So mm-hmm. it. I think that also helps with like, even let's say 10 years ago before I moved back to Taiwan, would not have occurred to me to make like an Asian American movie. Like maybe you get asked that all the time, right? Like, why don't you make Asian American movies or, or not just me, but people get asked that, right? I don't know, just because at that time, Asian America meant like my life story or something like personal, mm-hmm. boring. <laughs> like, I grew up in a like white middle class I school and then I made a movie. <laughs> I grew up in a white middle class suburb. Like, yeah. I only had like very light racism. Right. You know, like, not like it bothered you, but you weren't like beaten. I mean, sh- yeah, compared to like like other you. minorities in the in the U.S., we had it pretty good. I yeah. mean, right. Right. So like, or unless it's a better luck tomorrow, where you just like flip the whole script. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah but like, I again, like, I, it's, I, that that was done. So I just mm-hmm. don't have anything to say. I mean, mm-hmm. but I think I have something to say now with like a little bit more. I don't know perspective or. And also, like, you get inspired by, like, this stuff, like, Fresh Off the Boat or, like, or, like Eddie Huang's book and, right. like, Ali Wong's comedy and, yeah. like, you know, this stuff like that. podcast I've heard of called yeah, Yellow yeah. Peril. Yeah, like, and... you got these <laughs> yellow, yellow Peril dudes, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's, like, there's, like, stuff to say now. There's, mm-hmm. like, a little bit more interesting, like, reframing of it. And I think when I left, either I was afraid to, like, do it or, like, like delve into, like, what would be interesting or I just thought, like, more narcissistically, like, I'm boring, so why would I want to like share my like boredom? <laughs> right? My boring story. Like, right. like, yeah. So I was like, whatever. I'll just like I'm a poser. I'll just like yeah. find Asian stories that I think are cool, and that'll be me. That my my thing will be like finding Asian stories that resonate with me, and then telling them as opposed to like some story about like how boring I am or whatever. Right. I I think too. It's that you know, as we grow up, especially when we're younger, you notice it, but you don't think it's an issue. Right, right. Because, again, I, we hate using this word, but it was normalized right, in us right. where it's like, yeah, that guy made fun of me because I'm Asian. Right. Or he made a comment. I'm right. Like, yeah, I'm Asian. Right. I get that. Right, right. And then as you grow up, you're like, that shit's not right. Right. 
Yeah. That's not cool. No, that's what exactly like, like <laughs> you could say something about that, right? But yeah. like at the time it occurred to like just and not to like like shit on Asian American like movies and stuff, but at the time like a lot of Asian American movies talked about the same themes over and over again, right? Exactly. Like and now they don't. Now now there's really <clears throat> like 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 that movie Gook is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like um you see Spa Night? I haven't seen it yet. Like Spawn Night. Yeah, like stuff like that. It's like there's all these interesting like takes on Asian American whatever, right? Whether it's like something more hardcore like Gook, like about riots, like you know. But there's like now these all these things like Ali Wong's comedy, mm-hmm. which is like very specific to like Asian American female stuff like that, right? So, um, yeah, I feel like a rebirth is happening in you. Right. Well, <laughs> I just sat on it. I, I, I did. You can still catch the wave. Right. So I'm, I'm back here now to ride that wave. Yes. Yeah, but like, cool. but again, like, that's great. What yeah. I can say about it is not necessarily something based in the U.S. Maybe something based in Asia, mm-hmm. because like that's where I've been. So, but I think, you know. Expats. I feel like we have to come up with a new term for like yeah, American-born ex- Chinese that goes back. Expat to- sounds douchey, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I'm an. Sounds expat. like a like a I don't know like, like a, a white dude that fought in a war and is taking over because he <laughs> or, wants to or, or like or like a backpacking English teacher that's <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. You know, it's just it's not yeah, good. Yeah. We'll think of a term by the end. Of yeah. The yeah. Um, but right, an ABC or what a CBC going back to Asia. Right. And, right. Um, you know those people. I heard my stories. My writing partner was saying, uh, third third wave Asian, like third wave Asian culture, oh, like they're third wave kids, right? And it, I'm gonna screw up the the meaning of it, but I think it was something like like kids that like don't that could go like back and forth, mm-hmm. like like kids that raised in the U.S. but decide to go back to Asia or like vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, so maybe that that's sense. it. Yeah, that makes. Sense. But I wouldn't call myself a third wave. <laughs> like that sounds. Wanna, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't See, describe yourself like that cooler. either. Yeah, we'll think of something much cooler. All right, <laughs> cooler than. Uh, anyways, I'll think of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me show you a few things I found uh-huh. of you online <laughs> very quickly. Um, how are we doing on time? Okay, we're doing all right. Um, okay, I just realized I might have been off camera the whole time. I apologize. So some pretty off guard framing. One, I know. This <laughs> welcome to the second interview. <laughs> We're still figuring a few things out here in terms of video, but um, not this one. First of all, I'm gonna put this on the screen for the video. I googled you, and then this director showed up. But that's my photo. But it's your photo. <laughs> you know what's funny? So that's that's your friend of mine, Hojiren, right? Oh, really? He's a director that we we went to Berlin together. Our first our first features went to Berlin together. That's so funny. And I get mistaken for him all the time. Probably because of this. No, no, but we okay. We don't look really similar, but we look kind of similar. We're on no, the same I age. No, I saw a photo of him, and he does not look like you. But it, this is Google. That's this is what's wrong. That's funny. Yeah, because I I googled you. <laughs> And then it showed like, but oh, we both people we, also we, searched for, and then your photo was down there again for somebody else. I'm like, does Arvin have a, a weird Chinese name? But we, <laughs> but we are like the same height. We both wear glasses. Uh, anyways, whatever. So Google's racist. That's why Google's racist. Google's racist. It's got a racist algorithm or a search algorithm. <laughs> okay, then uh, there was this other thing. Let's see where if I can find it here. Um, here's. I want to talk about this photo. <laughs> is that really where you worked? What is the space? No, that's the set. That's the set. Oh, that's the set. That's okay. the set on my second movie of like a fortune teller. Okay. And I don't know why. I just thought it'd be funny to take a photo on that set. 
because it it's so funny. ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm like, is this your office? No, so that's I a fortune. Like the, the, that set is like the office of like an old fortune teller that does like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That is funny because I was like, wait, I know he's not writing the script because that looks like calligraphy. Uh, how, how that would be awesome if that was my office. Like, <laughs> I, like, I wrote everything in like, though. wrote everything like Chinese calligraphy, <laughs> like the whole script. <laughs> like hand out like these notes out. Like, pages. Wait, I was like, hold on, here, let me write it down. <laughs> like, wait, like dipping, dipping. No, wait. like I'm like uh, doing like the stone <laughs> oh, thing, <yeah. laughs> mashing, mashing the thing. <laughs> Oh, I thought that photo was great, though. I stab uh, it like, before it goes out. That'd be great. Trip, the red trip, stamp. The wax. Like, candle <laughs> wax. Very funny. Yeah, I thought that photo was pretty great, and I needed an explanation, so. Um, love it. And then, what? We can't talk about the show. I wish that sh- I wish that show was being made already, like because it's a development still. But I wish it was right. like being made. So, but like hopefully, like, yeah. it'll get. Well, made I mean, what's exciting? Let's talk about. I mean, it's in development. Right, there's right. people vying for it. Yeah, it'll it'll so probably at least exciting. get uh, made a pilot. I think so. Yeah, yeah if everything works out well. Um, but hopefully, it'll get made and then like in a year, <laughs> like, yeah. and come what's, back on what, here what with is, my friend. And we I'm can... not asking for myself. Don't worry. Right. I already know you're going to put me in the show. But <laughs> yeah, casting. Are you just like Hong Kong? Because I know a little bit. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Sorry. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, Hong Kong's a big city. Yeah. yeah. But uh, is it, you know, are you looking in the US? Or are you like, oh, cool. I think we eventually, like, like when we get, hopefully that... when we get to that step, hopefully, mm-hmm. like we'll probably be looking at both because like it's, yeah. like I said, it's a mix of mm-hmm. like Asian Americans and locals and yeah. whatever. So yeah. That's exciting though. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, we, we want it to happen really just because. I mean, one, like, obviously we like the, the show and the world, but also we just want to do something that hasn't, it's not on TV yet. Yeah. Like, it, nothing even close is on TV yet. I, like, yeah, in, I mean, you've t- told me a bit about yeah, it. Yeah. I think I read the synopsis and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the pitch deck. And, um, yeah, it sounds super relevant, very fascinating and cool. Yes. Very timely. I'm, I'm excited for it. I know. We're excited. I hope yeah. Happens, but I think, it, I mean... Right. What do I know? But what do I know? But I mean, like, but but to me, it's like, like, the, like the whole thing. Um, I was listening to a podcast with uh, speaking of podcasts, yeah, <laughs> with like a Bill Simmons podcast with um, uh, Walter White, Walter White. What's his name? Uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, okay. Okay, it's Brian yeah. Cranston. Mm-hmm. And Brian Cranston's producing now, right? And he was like, the whole thing with like shows for him now is like, you just gotta find like some world that no one's seen before, right? Because like, there's there's so many shows out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you just got to find some subgenre of it doesn't matter it, like it's not about the broad audience anymore it's about like showing Niche, like right a world that no one has seen right and mm-hmm. like and and then like the whatever the showrunner the creators being like the only ones that can tell the story in that specific world right so it's it's what it should be which is what we're trying to do too is like no one's seen that world no one's created that world yet so right yeah what do your parents think of you doing all this oh they i mean i'm old now they don't care anymore <laughs> But they were supportive. Like they were like. I mean, uh, they must be happy now. You're married, right? Now, right. So that's off the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So I'm getting married, but I'm married. I'm married legally already. But in terms of like when you said, "Oh, I'm going to architecture school," they're like, "Yay!" And then you're like, "Actually, I want to make movies." Architecture school is a step down because originally I was going to med school, (laughs) or like I was doing pre med, whatever. But still, I mean, it's like med school, right? Architecture school, filmmaker. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what would be below filmmaker? Like maybe. Uh, 
I don't want to make fun of anybody's profession. Like artist, just like what, an art, well, any artist. It's not what I think, but what like a Chinese parent would think, <laughs> sure, right? It would be sure. like, like yeah, like fight artist or something like yeah. That's like maybe right. Even though maybe even that is higher than filmmaker. I'm I'm not gonna really okay whatever agree with whatever. That, but okay, yeah. This isn't us. This is I think from the, from the perspective yeah. of a Chinese no, I think, parent. I think right? you're, I think a, a, an Asian parent would be like, okay, like I know movies, but I don't get fine art. You know what I mean? Right. Why are you doing fine art? Right. That's oh, true. Oh, you're gonna make movies. Right. Movies, movies has like a sexiness to yeah. it, or like yeah. Right, right. So right. That's just my take. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're cool. I mean, my yeah. parents are like, they wanted me to be a doctor or whatever, at, like everyone else. But they they they're like, uh, I mean, they came here in the seventies. So, like, they've been exposed to the American culture for, like, a pretty long time. So, they're pretty open for, like, Asian parents. Like, my dad used to take us to movies, like, art museums. Nice. Yeah, so he's not, like, they're not, like, uh, Conservative. They're not super conservative. Yeah. Right? Like, they, they like movies. They, they like art. They like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, no kid, no parent wants their kid to do that stuff. But, like, once I decided to do it, they're pretty supportive. So That's great. Yeah. So, it's, like, I was lucky. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my brother. What a boring story that you can't tell anybody. No, like I know, like <laughs> I want to be a movie director, Dad. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, like Here's some money. We, we, we support you. We hope that you succeed. It's like, oh, uh, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. I had nothing to say. Have they seen? They've seen your movies. They've seen your movies. Yeah. What yeah. do they think about your movies? Um, I mean, like my second one more, I think. But, oh wow! Yeah, that's great. But they were, you know, they go to my uh, premieres wherever. Like usually, one of the premieres. Uh, um, yeah, they. They're pretty supportive, you know, like That's as cool. Asian parents, like as supportive as you can be. My brother has a more stable career, which I think helps too. I was so. going to ask. So you have one brother. I have one younger brother. Uh, he works in tech. He works okay. at Google. So he's okay. he's fine. So they're like, cool. At least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, like it's, I also think it's changing, right? It's like, you know, like there's so many, it's not just like obviously film, right? There's so many Asian Americans doing successful things like fashion and yeah. food and, yeah. and like, I mean, not. I think Asian parents just care about financial stability more than anything. It's like yeah. the fact that like there's people like, you know, doing really well in fashion and food and entertainment. I think that's just as important. I think. Absolutely. Right. It doesn't have to, I think like they have to be like engineers or doctors anymore. Yeah. I mean, the financial stability part is weird to me though, because it's like sometimes when you do some of those professions, you do have to take a risk. Right. Right. You know, right. For sure. Whether you're a struggling artist or fashion designer or filmmaker or, or chef. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> another thing. That's the next hurdle. Right, I guess. right, right. Like take that. I mean, luckily my parents, my father at least, not my mother. Sorry, mom. My father's always like, yeah, take the risk now. Otherwise, right. you're gonna take a risk when you're sixty. It's right. too fucking late. Yeah. But, but but you're doing fine. I mean, <laughs> I want to take more risks. Right. But you get, to do, you get to do art, and then your job is like cool. It's not like a you know. Yeah, but again, like financial stability, blah, 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 blah. Right, blah, right, blah, blah. right, right. So, you know, you get it. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. And then you've been doing music videos, commercials. Yeah, I do occasional music videos, occasional commercials. Yeah. yeah. Darwin, Darwin's like a perfect example of ABC. And then yeah, goes yeah, back to he's like, good. Yeah. Yeah, he was um, you know, having a hard time here. And then Darwin is the singer, Taiwanese-American yeah. singer. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's doing fine. You know, he's signed to Universal Records. He's releasing his third album. Nice. Seems like he's pretty happy in Taiwan. You can do any more music videos for him? Maybe. I had a fun time shooting for him. Yeah, they came out great. Yeah, he's... he's, he's and I know, I talked to him, he's like, I love him. I love the videos yeah. that you did. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's like, I like shooting music videos more than like shooting commercials. Unfortunately, music videos don't pay very well. Yeah, I was going to say. But, like, you know, Don's a friend, like, that record company, Universal, like, usually is pretty cool, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Yeah. 
Is there a commercial that we can look up that you've done that uh, before we go? This will be the last I, thing. I don't know. Um, are, last they, one, are they silly? Are they weird? Are they like no? Like, the last one like I did was for like Lufthansa, but I don't even know if it's on like YouTube because it was a Chinese commercial. Oh, okay. it was like a, like a mainland Chinese commercial. So it's, it's on, a weird commercial. There's like what's the? Is there a YouTube in China? What's the Yoku? Yoku. Yeah, I mean you can look at, you can try, like Tudo or something. Yoku. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll give it a quick shot. It's. I mean, it's a pretty funny commercial. You don't it, think it's going to be on YouTube? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it was like Lufthansa, but for China. Can I even watch y- y- Yoku? Yeah, you can watch Yoku. Because I'm an American. I can do anything. I, I don't type like Lufthansa or something. Maybe it'll, you'll actually see it. <laughs> this is giving me all Chinese uh, results. I don't want Yoku to show me notifications. But you've been keeping up with a lot of things that are happening here, like Roy Moore today. Yeah, yeah. At least he lost. Yeah, he, he just yeah. lost. Yeah. So you... Glad he lost. Pedophile. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Seriously. But you've been... Is that weird? You're like, you're keeping up... You keep up with Taiwan politics as well quite a bit. Yeah, you know, but I, I definitely keep up way more with, like, U.S. politics. Mm-hmm. I guess not up there. I, way more with U.S. politics than with uh, Chinese politics. I mean, I didn't have a general idea of Chinese politics. Sometimes I feel like I, I don't have a right to care too much about Taiwanese politics. You know what I mean? Like it's I like totally like, get it. like yeah. I like I have my own opinions or whatever, but I also feel like I don't want to spouse my opinions because people might. I mean, even I would be like, what, what you know, like what do I have to say about it? like right. why do I get to say like whatever? yeah, Taiwan should remain independent or Taiwan. Right. Should, it's like yeah. uh, like I don't I yeah, mean, like yeah, I don't want to hear tough. what I have to say. It's yeah. a tough call though because I, I mean I'm passionate about the people there, and right, the right. culture and yeah. I mostly actually weirdly enough in Taiwan, I just support what most of my friends support. So it's more of like I support their views than I have my own views. So it's like I am in support of what they think about the people know. I care about. Right, right, exactly. That makes sense. Okay, we can't find the left answer. That's fine. It's not, That's fine. It's just all right. But um, <laughs> one before we go, you have to think of a song to sing with me or sing by yourself. Do you know a Darwin song? I don't know. I, I mean, I know them. I don't know the lyrics. We can look it up. Um, before we go, though, I just got to do a quick outro to all our people listening or watching. Um, thanks for listening, and as always, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. We're on everything now. Man, you got, you got it covered. Yeah. Um, and uh, as always, find us on yomyomf.com. Thanks to them, as always, for hosting us. Um, let us know what you think. We're still waiting, as ever, for questions and comments from you. Leave a voicemail at 650-YELLOW7, that's 650-935-5097, or tweet us at It's Yellow Peril, or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com, Arvin Chen, <laughs> Taiwanese American director. Thanks so much, dude. Thank that you. That was fun. I hope you had fun. Yeah, it's cool. Um, do you want to, is there a Dawan song you want to sing? In I can't sing. Come on, we go to, we, we, you karaoke, you KTV. Yeah, I can't fun. sing. All right. What, I can't sing, but you. What, do you know the lyrics of Dawan song? I mean, they're in Chinese. No, no. you have, you're going to, you can just sing it softly, you know. All right, let's do, let's pick another song we can Which sing song? together. Which, oh. What's a good one? Oh, will you still love me tomorrow? Oh, that's good. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Lyrics up for us. That's perfect. Oh, perfect. And it's a great song. Let's just go to the. Where should we start? The, what's the chorus? It's, like, it's a difficult song to sing. It is. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a little how, tricky. How much are we singing? How much are we singing? Let's just it? sing the first stanza. Okay. As 
terribly as we can. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Actually, you should just sing it by yourself. No, I can sing it by myself. Oh, my All right. God damn it, Orphan. Tonight you're mine completely. You give your love so sweetly. Tonight the light of love is in your eyes. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. But will you love me tomorrow? Awesome. awesome. That was great. Well done. <laughs> thanks so yeah, much, thanks, dude. dude. That was fun. Blast, you'll have to come back whenever you're back in LA. Hopefully soon, because yeah. that means shit's happening. Hopefully that show right. gets done and we can yeah. talk about that. that. Then we can really talk about something. Okay. Hopefully. I would yeah. love that. I would love that.